This is The Takeaway. I'm Todd Zwillick. December 14th, five years ago. And it is just coming across the wires here, uh, reading straight from a Connecticut State Police responding to reports of a shooting, we're told. The images you see here, children being led from Sandy Hook Elementary School. One shooter is dead. They're reporting multiple fatalities uh, involved in the shooting at the elementary school. Their mother, Nancy Lanza, was found dead in the house. At that residence here in Newtown. Reports say the number of dead closer to 30 than to 20, and sadly, most of them are children. It was late in the morning on December 14, 2012, that the nation first learned of a shooting. 700 students were inside the halls of Sandy Hook Elementary School, located in western Connecticut, in a town called Newtown. 20-year-old Adam Lanza arrived at the school after killing his mother using her guns. At about 9.30, he shot his way through the elementary school entrance and launched a shooting spree. Lanza then fired 154 rounds in less than five minutes. He killed 20 children on that day. Six adults were killed as well. The school's principal and a school psychologist were the first to respond and became Adam Lanza's first victims. Dawn Hawksprung, 47 years old. Strong, confident, inspiring, and compassionate. She was always willing to fight for what she believed in. Mary Sherlock, 56 years old. A dedicated school psychologist with a mission to provide mental health services to children and teens. We don't identify all the dead when we report on disasters. Today, we are, thanks in part to a special memorial website set up by victims' families, because what happened at Sandy Hook shocked Americans' conscience in a way it had never been shocked before. Jesse McCord Lewis, six years old. He was a remarkable child, full of light and love that radiated in his presence. He brought joy to the world. Catherine Hubbard, six years old. Gentle and kind, she loved all animals and had a special connection with them. Grace Audrey McDonnell, seven years old. Beautiful, kind, and loving. She was full of life, imagination, and sparkle. Grace was an artist. She saw beauty in everything. Jack Armistead Pinto, six years old. Jack was a happy, inquisitive, and energetic boy. Caroline Prevody, six years old. Bright-eyed and cheerful, an energetic young girl who cared deeply for others. The majority of those who died today were children. Uh, Beautiful little kids between the ages of 5 and 10 years old. They had their entire lives ahead of them. Birthdays, graduations, weddings kids of their own. Among the fallen were also teachers, men and women who devoted their lives to helping our children fulfill their dreams. So our hearts are broken today. For the parents and grandparents, sisters and brothers of these little children, and for the families of the adults who were lost. Our hearts are broken for the parents of the survivors as well. For as blessed as they are to have their children home tonight, they know that their children's innocence has been torn away from them too early. And there are no words that will ease their pain. Adam Lanza ended the killing by turning a gun on himself. The entire rampage lasted less than 11 minutes. 
The country then sat in horror as photos of victims, young, smiling children, were spread across television screens and their names were announced on radio broadcasts. Josephine Gay, seven years old. She had a way with people, a way without words. She spoke with her eyes, her gentle hugs, her sweet spirit, and her little hands. James Radley Mattioli, six years old. He loved school, his friends, and being outside. He had boundless energy, love, happiness, and curiosity. Charlotte Helen Bacon, six years old. She loved having her hair tied in piggies with ribbons, pink frilly dresses, and animals, big and small. Noah Posner, six years old. He was energy in motion. His zest for life was contagious. He was endlessly inquisitive, always wanting to know the why and how of things. Victoria Lee Soto, 27 years old. Her zest for life was evident to all who knew her. She was serious if she needed to be, and silly more often than people would expect. She was beautiful, with sparkling blue eyes. Benjamin Andrew Wheeler, six years old. The constant sparkle in his eye showed his delight with all the world and his slightly mischievous plans for it. In the aftermath of the shooting, an emotional President Obama called for action. He told lawmakers and the American people now was the time to respond. Can we truly say as a nation that we're meeting our obligations? Can we honestly say that we're doing enough to keep our children, all of them, safe from harm? Can we claim as a nation that we're all together there, letting them know that they're loved and teaching them to love in return? Can we say that we're truly doing enough to give all the children of this country the chance they deserve to live out their lives in happiness and with purpose? I've been reflecting on this the last few days, and if we're honest with ourselves, the answer is no. We're not doing enough, and we will have to change. A month later in Connecticut, Governor Daniel Malloy spoke before the state legislature and asked lawmakers how they would respond. We have lifted one another up and continued carrying on the spirit of our fallen heroes and our wounded families and our beautiful lost children. As a state and as a community, we will continue to do whatever we can for the families of Newtown. But we must also ask ourselves, what is our responsibility? To those we've lost, to one another, to the children, and to future generations. Daniel Malloy announced the Sandy Hook Advisory Commission. The goal? To guide future action on mental health, on gun violence, and on public safety. Now, we may never know what motivated the events at Sandy Hook Elementary, but that will not stop us from working to prevent future tragedies. Over the coming months, the Commission will come together to make specific, actionable recommendations in in areas of school safety, mental health services, and gun violence protection. Other states followed Malloy's lead. New York joined Connecticut and banned the possession of semi-automatic weapons and large-capacity magazines. Dozens of states tightened their gun laws in similar ways. Schools across the country installed metal detectors and revamped lockdown protocols determined to protect their kids. 
Some guests on this show have advocated arming more teachers and even parents and training them to intervene in the case of an active shooter. If something happens, they can step in and they can actually save lives. They don't have to be another Sandy Hook. Victims of Sandy Hook refused to remain silent. The families of nine children killed that day filed a wrongful death suit against the manufacturers and distributors of the Bushmaster rifles Adam Lanza used and against the store that sold the gun he used in the shooting. A teacher who survived the attack also joined that suit. Now, Remington may never have known Adam Lanza, but they had been courting him for years. And the courtship between Remington and Adam Lanza is at the heart of this case. That lawsuit still sits in the courts today. It was allowed to proceed in 2016, then dismissed in October of that year by a Connecticut Superior Court judge. The families appealed and are now awaiting a decision by the Connecticut Supreme Court. And while Connecticut suffered, much of the rest of the country moved on. Lawmakers in Congress introduced dozens of gun safety amendments and bills. Many were minor. Nothing passed. The Senate came close to expanding background checks to include all commercial gun sales. Four months after Sandy Hook, that bill failed. Lauren Gabriel Russo, 30 years old. Lauren was a sensitive and focused young woman. As a child, she played school and always kept her desire to become a professional educator as she grew. Chase Michael Anthony Kowalski, seven years old. He was a fun-loving, energetic boy who had a true love of life. He could often be found in the yard playing ball, riding his biker quad. Jessica Adrian Ricos, six years old. She was an independent, smart, and creative little girl who was always eager to learn new things. Emily Parker, six years old. She was an exceptional artist who expressed her creativity, love, excitement, and her true self through art. Daniel Barden seven years old. He was a child who would hold the door open for strangers, scoop up his tiny aunt friends to reunite them with their families, and befriend the classmate who always sat alone. Aviel Rose Richmond, six years old, rarely without a giant grin and was often barefoot. Like her parents, she loved stories and demanded them as she was falling asleep. By the end of his second term in the White House, President Obama would call his visit to Newtown two days after the December 14th shooting, the worst day in office in his eight years as president. There have been hundreds of mass shootings in this country since the Sandy Hook massacre. They've become almost normal. And so is the response, the ritual, thoughts and prayers, demands for action, and then very little to help prevent them from ever happening again. 58 people were killed this past October when a gunman opened fire on concert goers in Las Vegas. More than two months later, we still have no answers, no motive, and no reason why. In November, a gunman opened fire on a Baptist church in Sutherland Springs, Texas. 26 people, again, many of them children, were killed that day. One family who lost nine family members filed a federal claim against the U.S. Air Force for not following protocol designed to prevent the shooter from having a gun. And so in the absence of action, today, we remember what happened on December 14th, 2012, at Sandy Hook Elementary. Allison Wyatt, six years old. She formed special bonds with most people who spent any amount of time with her. Olivia Rose Engel, six years old. On any given afternoon, one could just as easily find her twirling in a pink tutu in dance class, 
developing her swing on the tennis court, or honing her inner songstress in her community musical theater class. Dylan Christopher Hockley, six years old. His smile, his laugh, his love of bouncing on trampolines and eating chocolate, his deep empathy and reacting to the feelings of others. Madeline Shu, six years old. A beautiful, joyful daughter, a petite princess with a big personality. Life for her was a dance and a race. Anna Grace Marcus Green, six years old. She instituted the house rule of seconds. Her favorite seconds included second breakfast, second dessert, and second hugs. And she could outgroove just about anyone. Rachel Devino, 29 years old. She had an unrelenting determination and a clear focus on helping adults and children with autism. Rachel's best friend and soon-to-be fiancé, Tony, were to be engaged on Christmas Eve. He had just asked her parents' permission to marry her. Anne-Marie Murphy, 52 years old. Anne was a special education aide at Sandy Hook Elementary School, a mother of four, and a caretaker until the end. We mentioned that special website Sandy Hook family members set up to remember their loved ones. You can visit it, too, at mysandyhookfamily.org. This is The Takeaway. 